You are listening to the Gillis Sales Podcast, Knowing Enough to be Dangerous, Episode 2. Today I'm going to share some best practices around RFPs. Nowadays, there's really no start and stop date to this process. It can really happen all year. Although the bulk of the RFPs and the negotiations take place sometime between August and it can go all the way into January. These best practices will help you make sure you spend your time where you are going to see the best return on your investment. So let's get started. Hotel owners, general managers, and sales professionals across North America tune into this podcast to learn sales tips and practical strategies for taking back control of their local market and building profitable-based business for their hotel. Hosted by Tammy Gillis, hospitality sales veteran of 25 years, sales performance expert, professional speaker, and CEO and founder of Gillis Consulting and Training, Inc. It's getting tougher for hotels to compete in their local market due to increased competition and a shortage of sales talent. Gillis believes sales is the lifeblood for all organizations, and their mission is to make sales accessible and achievable to all hotel owners. Tammy provides practical ways hotels can increase their sales and be more successful in their local market. Tammy continues to work with major brands, management companies, and individual hotel owners to overcome their greatest sales challenges. If you want to learn some tactics you can put to work today to drive results and differentiate you from the competition, listen to this episode. Here's Tammy. I want to shift your mindset from thinking that once you've been accepted into an RFP program, that the work is done. In fact, when you are accepted, there's a lot of work ahead of you. And I also want you to reflect and ask yourself if you are taking a a passive approach or a proactive approach, and I'm going to provide some best practices on how you can start being proactive. Because if you make these two changes in your mindset, and you actually being in the driver's seat and being proactive, you will start seeing an increase in the room nights and revenue from the current accounts you're accepted in. I have heard from so many hotel owners over the years saying, why is it I'm accepted into all of these brand global programs, however, I'm not seeing any room nights. It's a waste of time. My team is spending a ton of time on these RFPs and I'm not getting any business. Well, guess what? You're probably not the only preferred hotel in your market that's been accepted into that program. So that level of understanding is really important. Travel managers who manage national or global hotel programs, for every market, they're going to select a certain number of hotels. So they're also going to want to make sure on two things. They have enough hotels in every market for their travelers and that they're giving their travelers a choice. So it's very, very rare that they're only going to list one hotel in a market. So you're not the only one in your market getting accepted and knowing the travelers have a choice, that's where having a plan to activate that account at the local level is really key. So that's the next step we are going to talk about. Things like understanding who books that travel. Do I have a relationship with that local office? Is there a local office in my backyard? Who is a person I need to connect with to say hi? We're thrilled to be accepted in the program. 
how can we get to know your travelers a little bit more and how can we have more of your travelers staying at our hotel? So first of all, to activate those accounts, you really need to identify the offices that are booking. Do they work with a travel agency? Do they have an online booking tool like Concur? If that's the case, it means those travelers are going directly online to their travel portal within their company and they're eliminating any middle person to booking those reservations. So how do you get to those people? Activating account, I always say, is a thousand piece puzzle and you need to continue to look to put all of those pieces together to generate room nights. For those of you who subscribe to Agency 360, which of course there's a cost to, and depending on the brand that you have, you might be able to get a list of the top 25 accounts. It's going to tell you the big accounts coming into the market and the travel agencies booking those accounts. So that's a really good first step. And then for those accounts that have volume, I want you to reflect on the sales activities and what you've done to try to shift some of that business. When was the last time you went to that corporate office? When was the last time you reached out to that travel agency? Have you connected with your worldwide sales or global sales person to ask for best practices on how you can shift share in your local market? It is not a build it and they will come. In other words, uh, here I am, I'm accepted, and all of a sudden the floodgates are going to open and I'm going to get all these room nights. It can actually take a couple of years to start getting traction once you are in one of these global programs. And the more you continue to be proactive and take care of that local office and those relationships and really clearly communicate your value proposition, you will only continue to grow business from that account. So those best practices are for the RFPs you're currently getting. Now I want to shift gears and talk about how, how about the RFPs you're not getting? What about the programs you've never received an RFP for and you're not accepted in that have volume in your market? This is something that you definitely want to be in the driver's seat for and take a proactive approach. And I'm going to share with you some best practices how to do that. So if I were, you know, the director of sales for your property or, you know, you don't have a director of sales, if I were the owner or general manager, I'm going to look at, based on my brand, what are those global brand accounts in my backyard? And from that, imagine drawing a virtual circle of those accounts within a three to five mile radius. So which of those global accounts or key accounts are in my backyard that have volume? And you don't want to have a stretch to say, there's a GE office that's 10 or 15 miles from me. I want to be in that program because if that traveler has to pass 15 hotels to get to your hotel, you're not going to, very unlikely, will you get into that program. So it's really about what is in my backyard and what is my value proposition? Why do I want to be in that program? So that requires a little bit of research. It's not just a matter of sending a note to your, your key account director, your global sales director to say, hey, I want to be in that RFP because they are in my backyard. You have to ask some questions to build a really good business case. What's my value proposition? What rates are they paying at the comp set? 
Do I have a relationship with that local office? Am I currently getting any business, overflow business from that account? Are there travelers or contractors from that company already staying with us? And what value proposition do we have? Why would they shift from one hotel to ours? So you need to do a little bit of reconnaissance, if you will, to build a business case. And only then would you go to that key account director or global sales director to say, this is why I feel we are going to be a great partner with this account. And that is a difference between being passive and being proactive. And it's a difference between hearing a yes or hearing a no. With every account you bring to your global sales department, those corporate travel managers at, that, at those companies have to ask themselves, is there enough volume in the market to add another hotel? And if there's not, is your business case strong enough that they add you and remove another hotel? And, and maybe it's a hotel they've had a relationship for years. So you may hear no the first year and that's okay. Keep building that relationship, trying to build that local relationship because next year when it comes time to send out an RFP, perhaps that global travel manager will reach out to that local office and say, hey, do you know these folks at ABC Hotel? They want to be preferred. They put together a really compelling business case. They want to be preferred. They've got a good value proposition, good location. And who knows, maybe your competition has made some mistakes. Maybe they've had turnover. Maybe the timing is good to switch out hotels and add you into the program. So I'd love to share this example for me personally when I was a director of sales. One of the big, biggest accounts that our team was able to land took two years, and that was 3M. And it was all the little things we did along the way. We knew it was a longer game, and we did not get preferred the first year. We got overflow. But we continued to take care of those travelers, to build trust and rapport with the local office, and those travel agents booking that account. And even though we got shut out that year, when it came time to release the RFP the following year, we had a relationship. We had that trust and credibility. So that decision maker was then open to coming in for a site inspection. And as a result, in the second year, we became the primary hotel. We weren't the only hotel, but we were now a primary hotel and were able to continue to shift that business, um, which was just such a great success story, but it took time. So in summary, my message for everybody going through the RFP process is to keep in mind that getting accepted is the starting line. It's not the finish line. And you really need to sit down as you look ahead at 2020, sit down with your team and develop a strategy on how you're going to activate the accounts you're getting preferred into so you can shift share. And again, it's a difference between being passive and proactive. The mistake a lot of hotels that we work with make, they treat this process like a transaction. They go into their brand portal and they complete the RFP. They just enter whatever rates they think they should get. That reconnaissance, all of that work is not done to really understand why they should be completing the RFP and even if there's a fit. So you have to ask yourself, am I in the driver's seat and am I in control of my own destiny with these key accounts? 
Or am I in the backseat taking a passive approach, waiting for the business to come? I wish you much success during this RFP season, and I encourage you to go back, revisit what is working, what is not working, to set you up for greater success in 2020 with these global accounts. This is Tammy Gillis, your host. Thanks so much for listening today. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with your colleagues and connections in the hotel and travel industry and stay connected with me and the Gillis team on our social media channels for daily tips and insights. Remember, sales is accessible and achievable for all, and it is as much a mindset as it is a skill set. Sales is a marathon. It's not a race. See you next week for another informative episode of Gillis Sales Podcast, Knowing Enough to be Dangerous. At Gillis, we believe that sales is the lifeblood of all organizations. No business has ever succeeded without sales, but knowing where to start can be overwhelming. And your clients are desperately wanting to have business conversations and not sales conversations with you. So your competitive advantage could be simply how you prepare and how you show up when talking with potential customers. So the good news is we can teach you how to do it or we can do it for you. At Gillis, our services will help you sell more rooms, stand out and succeed in a competitive market. Let us know how we can help. Contact us to see if you qualify for a complimentary mini assessment at gillissales.com.